the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show today. And uh, it's a blessed day. And, you know, our days are blessed because we make them blessed. We have to choose when we get up in the morning how we're going to attack or address this day. And I'm finding that more and more praying first, like my little bracelet on my, my wrist reminds me uh, every day. I see this little black thing as I use my hand, and it just reminds me that I need to pray more. Uh, in the Bible, it talks about pray without ceasing. Well, what does that mean? It means pray all the time. And that's what we need to be doing. And it doesn't need to be outward. It doesn't have to be formal. It just needs to be a conversation and a thankful heart and a grateful heart and looking for the opportunities to just give thanks in what we have. Because even now, with so much being taken away from us, we have so much to be thankful for. We really do. I have a little granddaughter, and I have to tell you, she's got my heart. She's got my heart like nobody's business. And everybody told me before I was a grandmother, oh, just wait. Oh, just wait to your grandma. And now I am. And I have to tell you, I understand now when they said, oh, just wait and tell your grandma. I just have the cutest, you know. Of course, I'm feeling and thinking that. I have the cutest granddaughter in the whole wide world. And she is a delight. Anyway, so today we're going to talk about choosing faith over fear. And this is from Rick Warren. Give credit where credit is due, and I know that he uh, listens to the Lord, and I love the way he delivers his message. So I hope I can do this justice. I hope that, um, you know, that the discernment that comes from my my thoughts while I'm delivering this, um, and I interject. I always do, um, and I give real-life situations or whatnot if you're new to the show. If you're not, thank you for enduring, and thank you for staying with me. And I want to give a shout-out to my friend who's doing time in prison, and he's a pin pal, and um, I'm just so thankful for him because I never thought, I'd, I never visualized having someone, you know, uh, in, that, in that situation, and when he writes to me, it's wonderful, it's a blessing to me, and he's telling me that, that this show is a blessing to him, and I just want to tell him right now that he's a blessing to me. And I'm so grateful. Uh, I had another person who reached out to me, and she's living in a very difficult situation where she needs to get out of where she is, but she doesn't have the means to do that. And how many others are there out there with that same story? Uh, Maybe different characters in the story, but the same story of, you know, not a healthy environment to be in, but not enough to get out. The resources aren't there. And so I will be lifting you up in prayer and um, I will be looking for resources to see what we can do to help in this predicament. So choose faith over fear from a personal level. 
Uh, I have a lot to be fearful for. If I look in the, the worldly world, uh, as you do, we look at things and going, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, right? But then we have to remember that he came, and he came as our Savior, and the Lord came to fight that battle for us. And he's already fought the battle, and he's already won the victory. So if we are with him, then the victory is won for us too. It doesn't mean we don't have to go through battles, because we do. And I believe that it makes us stronger individuals. When I look back, when I was writing a book, and I looked back over my timeline, I realized that I remembered the the critical points in my life were in the down times, the times when I was really struggling through something. And getting through that created uh, more character in me, more perseverance in me. It created a an awareness that, you know, you don't think you can get through something. I know some of you can understand what I'm saying right now. You feel like it's just you've reached that level, that that dead end, and there's no further. You can't go any further, and you're thinking, I can never get out of this. And then somehow, with God's help, we get out of it. And then we realize that the next time something strong or fearful or something comes up, you're going, I already tackled or I already got through that. Thank you, God. I already got through that. So now I'm that much stronger where I can endure and I can handle and I can get through this. But remember that it's not you. And remember, you're not alone, that we do this together. And God is in the center and he has to be in the center. We need to put him there. And, you know, when we choose faith and faith is the evidence not seen, we can't see it, but we have faith that it's there anyway. Fear is the evidence of things unseen. So we want to be focused on faith of victory, of getting through and enduring with God's help and not focusing on what we're afraid of. We can't focus on that. We need to focus on the victory, not the fear. And that's so key. So here we go. Thank you, Rick Warren. And thank you, God, of course. By faith, Moses left Egypt. Not fearing the king's anger, he persevered because he saw him who was invisible. That's in Hebrews 11.27 in the NIV version. Either we live by faith or we live by fear. It's your choice. It's your choice. What are you going to live by? Each moment, each day. And when you feel the fear taking over, what do you do about it? What do you do about it? You pray, put your faith in God, and he will get you through it. Ask, and you shall receive, right? That's what he says. The Bible says of Moses in Hebrews eleven twenty seven: by faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who was invisible. Are you seeing him who's invisible? Moses teaches us. That living by faith rather than by fear is a choice. And it is. It so is. Just two weeks ago, I can tell you, I was overcome by fear. I was having a panic attack. Me. Yeah, me. I was having a panic attack. And I didn't know what I was going to do next. And I, I, I just, fear just kind of just flooded over me. And then I had to just rebuke the devil and say Jesus' name very loud. And then I had to just stand in faith that the victory is mine just as you stand in faith and the victory is yours he went to the most powerful man in the world and said you know those slaves that are building all your pyramids I'm taking them and we're all leaving 
you're not going to have slave labor anymore. Let my people go. Moses had every reason to be afraid. He was going up against a powerful man who was considered a god. And whatever Pharaoh said, you had to do. What he said was the law. And here came Moses and declared, we aren't going to do what you say anymore. I'm not afraid of you because I report to a higher authority. That took some guts. Do you have those guts? Do you want that same kind of faith in your life so you can overcome your fear? The closer you get to God, the more you're going to be filled with faith. The further away you get from God, the more you're going to be filled with fear. I'm letting that resonate for a minute because it's so true. I cannot overemphasize the importance of faith for the rest of your life. The Bible says that whatever is not of faith is sin. How many times did you sin this week? A lot. So did I. Because anything I did that wasn't done in faith but was done in doubt was in sin. The Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God. How many times did you please God this week? Do you want something to change in your life? Instead of complaining, start believing. Instead of complaining, start believing. Oh, I'm going to put that. I need to put that up somewhere. God is not moved by complaints. God is moved by faith. A truth we see in these words of Jesus, according to your faith, let it be done to you. According to your faith, let it be done to you. Matthew 9, 29. You get to choose what he does in your life. Here's the key. What matters is not the size of your faith, but the size of the God you put it in. A little faith in a big God gets big results. I love that. How about you? That's so great. If you're tuning in for the first time, I just want to say thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. We are here for you. You can go on there and you can check out over 10 years of podcasts. That just is amazing to me. Different subject matters every single week. Sometimes I have guests on. I'm going to have a great guest next week and just as a precursor. Uh, her name is Martha. And she's been my housekeeper, actually, for I can't even tell you how many years. And uh, she's been through a lot. And we were sitting talking one day, and she had me in tears. Just my heart was just flooding with the words that were coming out of her mouth. And I want, I want you to experience what I experienced listening to how God brought her through something that is just overwhelmingly awful. <laughs> and God saw her through it. And it's just a wonderful story. And so uh, stay tuned next week for that. So here's another one from Rick Warren. Choose short-term pain for long-term gain. I, I always have this other comment, which is the same thing, is the pain has to be worth the gain. The pain has to be worth the gain. And how many times do we need to make changes? We need to do something different. Or we need to have that tough conversation. And we hold off from doing that. Or, you know, we want to go to the gym or we want to change something, a habit that we've been doing for a long time. And 
We just know that we need to change it. But the pain has to be worth the gain or there's not going to be enough motivation for you to do what you need to do in order to get the results you want. So the pain has to be worth the gain. Moses chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. That's Hebrews 11.25. To be all God wants you to be, you need to choose short-term pain for long-term gain. What do you mean? Anybody who's ever played sports knows this one. You've got to practice and work hard in order to play in a championship game. You don't just walk out and compete for the title. If you're going to be good at anything, you've got to accept short-term pain for long-term gain. Whether it's studying for a test, the more you study, the results are probably going to be better if you study longer. That's a simple one, right? Moses made a choice. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. This verse says he chose to be mistreated, to endure the short-term pain for the long-term gain of doing the right thing. You're going to experience pain in your life, but if you choose to do the hard thing right now and put in the effort and discipline to learn, grow, become strong, and mature— Then, later in life, you get to benefit from all of that. When you choose the short-term pain like Moses did, you're going to see God deliver you so that you can enjoy the long-term reward. What came to mind right there is a story that I've told before, and I really don't want to say it again. I just want to say that delayed gratification is part of that, too. People that are having financial difficulty and they don't think about the day-to-day, moment-to-moment decisions, those choices that we make every minute that can keep us from the real goal. For instance, you're saving for a car or you're saving for a house, but yet you want to go to the movies and how much is a movie right now? Or you want to go out for the evening and just have a dinner, but you don't want to go to Taco Bell and get whatever they cost now, a taco. You, you want to go sit down when we can sit down, and you want to have a meal. Sure, that's good to do, to treat yourself, but those people that do that all the time, or even something as simple as a Starbucks coffee, just a simple choice of changing that. How much money could be saved in a week? How many coffees do you drink? A person who smokes cigarettes. How much is a pack of cigarettes? And how much could you save if you cut back to half a pack and then cut back to two cigarettes until you're not smoking anymore? Is the pain worth the gain? I think yes, in more ways than not. So is there a decision in the financial world that if you made a choice, your long-term goal would be met quicker if you could do without something in the short term? Yes, the answer is yes, even if it's a simple thing like choosing where you buy your gas. Or I know people that will go to the store for one item because they need that one item for this next meal when they could buy for the whole weekend and save maybe two to three trips going to the store. To me, that's just so obvious it's not even funny to me. But to some people, it's just the way they do what they do. It's the way they live life. And they don't think it's wrong. It's not necessarily wrong, but if the goal is to save money, then it's definitely not going to hit that goal as quickly as it could. 
So it seems simple, doesn't it? On a spiritual world, if you want to uh, get closer to God, well, you have to spend time in his word and you have to pray. You don't have to. But if you really desire, if, if the goal is so strong, if the pain is worth a gain, then you're going to do, you're going to put the time in and you're going to do what's necessary to get you where you want to go. Relationships, marriages, same thing, right? In marriages, you know, we don't grow up with counseling on financial situations or, you know, how to be the best husband or how to be the best wife or how to be the best mom. You know, there's not classes for that. There's not. Maybe there should be. In fact, I think there should be. But we learn by example. We learn by what we're around. No matter how dysfunctional it is, it's what we're comfortable with. And in order to be less dysfunctional, there's changes that need to be made. And the only way you can do that is by communication. And when you have a riff, when you have an issue where there's tension, it's an awareness that you can take and you can use and put the time in. And I guarantee you the pain would be worth a gain because you will be a better person and you will be a better person to be around and your relationship could grow closer instead of further apart. Who doesn't want that? Boy. So Rick Warren, God's plan for your pain is is the next one we're going to go into. I love these short ones. It's so great to be able to do this because we're um, putting a lot into a short period of time and I learned a long time ago, and I didn't realize this about me. And uh, you know, if you if you do studies on Meyer Briggs or personality tests or skill set tests, where you're learning about um, your gifts, you know, like your strengths, like strength finders, maybe even I, I recommend these things to everybody because I think it's really enlightening to learn more about what makes you tick. You know, what are those things that you know, somebody else might want you to be something else, but if that's your innermost being, if that's part of you, then it's very difficult for you to change and really should you because God created you a certain way. Now, if those things are rude, if they're unkind, if they're not bringing people closer together, then obviously I think we need to look at those things and, and absolutely we need to make those changes. But then there's those threads that are there and uh, they might be causing tension, but it could be because the other person needs some work not you. And if you're created this way and God has a specific purpose for you, then when you evaluate that, you're going to know, is this a strength or is this something that needs work? Is this an area that needs attention? And we can do the self-evaluation. It doesn't take someone else. And obviously I pray and ask the Lord to give me discernment and to, you know, search me and know me, oh God, if there's any evil way, please help me and please help pluck it out. Get it out of me. I don't want it there. I want to be what you want me to be, dear Lord. And do you? Do you want to be what God created you to be and, and be able to do anything and everything God created you for? Um, to me, that pain is definitely worth that gain. I don't want anything in my life, and nor should you, that's going to hinder you from uh, completing the purpose that God created for you. And when you evaluate yourself and you evaluate your relationships, there might be people in your life that are hindering this, and they're not really the healthiest of healthy. And I would say do that self-evaluation and then be honest with yourself 
Be honest with those. And surround yourself with people that are going to build you up and make you more. They're going to push you and challenge you to be more, more, more towards God. Because that's the ultimate goal is to be more like him, isn't it? If you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. 1 Peter 4.19 Remember what photography was like before everything went digital. When you took a picture, the first thing you'd get was a negative. Then you'd develop the negative into a positive by going into a dark room and shining a light through it onto photographic paper. This turned the negative into a positive, full-color photograph. That's what God wants to do with the injustices in our lives. We all have them. People have mistreated us. They've passed over us. They've taken advantage of us. God wants to take all the negatives, shine the light of Jesus through them, and turn them into positives. A full-color picture of the life we were made to live. The Bible says, if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right. And trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. 1 Peter 4.19 again. The most important thing you can remember when you've been treated unfairly is that Jesus is on your side. I want you to think right now about a time when you have been treated unjust. Now, some of you have done the work and you've got the healing and you've gone through the forgiveness of that person and also the forgiveness of yourself. But some of you have not. And you can feel right now uh, maybe a tightness in your throat. You can feel your breathing changing. You can feel this tension, emotions maybe, stirring up and boiling even. And you might have tears just rolling down your eyes right now. Because the pain is so vivid and the pain is so real. And it doesn't matter how long ago this happened. It's still so real and it still hurts so deeply. I'm describing this because I've been there and my throat closes up so much that I can't talk or swallow And I know that there's still pain or um, something not completely healed. And there's still healing that needs to happen. So what I'm going to say to you right now, before we go to the halfway mark here of the show, is say that if you are feeling that right now, don't, don't squish it down. Don't ignore it. The pain is worth the gain for you to go through the healing process to get freed from this unjustness to you please do the work write it down and revisit it don't let it go so we will be back with more of the Sufri's show in part two right after this brief break 
Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Cola Termite and Pass Control, for sponsoring this show. I'm so grateful and thankful to be part of this show. I just really am. And um, I just love it when the Holy Spirit shows up and there's a visual or there's an emotion that comes over and I just let the Holy Spirit take over. It feels so good to me. There's healing in it for me, too, because, you know, you know that you've been through things and you've got through them. You've, you've actually you've been through them and they're not they don't have anything over you anymore they're the 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 strength or the pressure of them or the impact is not it's not like it was and through that you've learned some things that has helped you moving forward to the next things that are that are happening now or that are going to come and the beauty of that is when we realize that we will get through it And thank you, Jesus, for getting us through it. Throughout Scripture, God shows special care for people who are treated unfairly. He is a God of justice. He hears your cry, sees your pain, and knows your hurt. You didn't get what you thought you deserved. But God has a plan for your pain. He has a plan for your pain. When you shine the light of God's love through your circumstances, he can turn your pain into a beautiful, 
beautiful picture. He develops your character through it. He makes you stronger. Most importantly, he uses your pain. And he does do that. There are things that my daughter has gone through that I have not gone through. And there's quite a few things that I've gone through that, thank you, God, my daughter has never had to endure. And there's times when people will come to me and I'll, I'll think to myself, between myself or my daughter or other people in my, in, in my realm, in my world, I always ask who has been through something similar and seen God firsthand through this circumstance and who would be the best person to reach out to this person who's going through this somewhat same situation. And it's wonderful when we can do that because, for instance, if you've never had someone close to you die, it's hard to, even though you can sympathize with somebody, it's really hard to understand what that's like until you go through that type of loss. If you've never had an abortion or you've never been sexually molested or you've never been raped or you've, you know, you've never, oh, there's so many things I could say. But through those things, if you've not experienced those things, then it's just more difficult for you to sit with a person. And I'm not saying we can't, because if we're called to, you do. I'm just saying that when you have gone through similar things, it's a little easier to sit there and and just say, I don't feel exactly what you're feeling, but I understand some of the thoughts and feelings that you must be uh, experiencing because I've been there. And I've done that. And God got me through. And I'm better because of it. If you can imagine that. I'm more. I'm better because I've been through those things. And that's how I believe. That's how I feel about it. You'll never get an explanation for much of the pain you endure in this life. When you get to heaven, you may understand more about why bad things happen to you. But God does not owe you an explanation for it. I, I, I heard my words, and, and I, I wow, that's kind of harsh, but it's the reality. It really is. But here's the good news. You don't need an explanation. You just need to know that God loves you. He has a plan for you. God will settle the score with whoever hurt you. God never wastes a hurt. Welcome the light of the gospel into it and God will use your hurt the very real injustice that has happened to you to create a beautiful picture through your life if you're tuning in right now and this is your first time or maybe your second time I just want to say thank you so much and there is no coincidence that you're you're listening to the show it's God it's God who wanted you to be listening to this show because he had a message for you And I'm so thankful that he's chosen me to be the deliverer for this message for you to hear. And I pray for favor to the ears and for ears that can hear. Um, Because this is so important to your future. If you have not dealt with the pains that you've suffered or unjust that you've suffered up until this point. Wherever you are right now is where you are right now. And your past is your past. But we do need healing from our past in order to move through and forward. I don't mean and I don't think people really need to dwell in the past 
because that can create a victim mentality. I think we need to learn from the past and all of the past. We need to learn the strength we have in our Lord Jesus Christ that can see us through no matter what we go through. I would love to connect with you by you going to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word dot com. I'd love to hear from you. Either, you know, tell me what you need prayer for, tell me what uh, is going on in your life, or tell me what, what you need, you know, what resources you need. And I read every single one and I will get back to you. And uh, hopefully, with the Lord's help, God willing, which He is, um, we can get through this. So, that's there for you. Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. There's so much there that is there for you. Free things like I am's that talk about who you are in Christ instead of listening to this world and, and what the world says about you or who you are. And we need to listen to what God says because he is our creator. He's the one that created you. And you're beautiful in his sight. No matter what you've done, you're beautiful to him. And he loves you no matter what. And he loves you right here, right now. Man, I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Commit to living by your values. This is Rick Warren again. Moses regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. To be all God wants you to be, follow the pattern set by Moses. Choose to be who God wants you to be. Choose short-term pain for long-term gain and choose God's values, not the world's. That's why God used him. Hebrews 11.26 says, He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Moses clarified what mattered most to him. What matters most in your life? What matters most in your life? What are the top three or four values in your life? Can you name them easily? Are you thinking? What are the three or four values in your life? I'd write those down. I would. If you ask me, I'll tell you quite simply what they are for me. Integrity, humility, and generosity. Can you name the three most important values in your life right now? If you can't, then you certainly can't live by them. Ooh. (laughs) You won't be able to live your values until you are able to name them. You go one more day, sit down and ask, what's most important to me? Question mark. What are the top values in my life? Question mark. And then write them out because until you clarify your values, you can't live by them. What are yours? I'd love for you to share that with me. Go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, com. Tell me what your three, four values are. I'd love to hear from you. Moses chose God's values over the world's values. Why is this so important? Because if you don't decide what's most important in your life, other people are going to decide for you. They're going to push you into their mold, and you're going to live your life by their values not yours. You've got to decide what's most important to you and then live by those values. Do you know what yours are? Did you write them down? I hope you do because it's really important. How about your goals? 
your dreams. You might have pushed those dreams far, far away thinking they're just not attainable. But look, I'm over 60, and it took 50 years for me to get a dream that God put in my heart so many, so many years ago. It took 50 years. I didn't give up on it. It just wasn't the right time until now. So don't give up on yours either. If God puts a dream in your mind and in your heart and you've got passion that's just burning and it might that, you know, the candle might be almost snuffed out, rekindle that and believe, have faith, not fear, right? Have faith. So the last one for uh, Rick Warren, I think it's the last one on here. Yeah, it is. How to Bear Fruit That Lasts by Rick Warren. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. That's so interesting because people say, you know, like I'll say, I'm not the judge. You know, is that person a Christian? Well, I'm not the judge. I'm not to judge if a person's a Christian or not. That's not my place, nor is it yours. But it says you will know them by their fruit. So what I do do... (laughs) if that's English, is I I actually look at what they're accomplishing or what they're doing in their lives. How's their family life? How's their children? You know, all those things. Uh, Their workforce, you know, if they're uh, working, if they're a CEO, how are their employees? You know, because we surround ourselves with like-mindedness. We surround ourselves, hopefully, with, with those types of things. So the fruit... Okay, God's mission is for everyone, including people like you and me. We don't have enough missionaries in the world to fulfill God's mission by themselves. Jesus said to us, you and me, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. You, you, not someone else, you. Fruit that will last. Okay, so it's not growing apples and grapes because that doesn't last. So what fruit is he talking about? Fruit is a metaphor for a successful, productive life. Jesus wants us to bear fruit that will last. So then you have to define what's successful, what's productive in life. Do you know what those answers are for you? Define success for yourself. Design productivity to yourself. Most of what we do won't last. No one will remember most of what you did 10 years after you die. People won't care what movies you saw, what books you read, or how you spent your summers, or how many memos you wrote. That's a good one. But Jesus wants you to do something that will last. Only two things really last, truth and people. That's really good. Truth and people. Imagine the scene one day when you get to heaven, a person comes up to you and says, I just want to thank you. And you say, thank me. I don't even know you. You're right. You don't know me, but you helped in a ministry. You helped in a project, a humanitarian effort through your church. You did something that caused me to get to know God. I'm in heaven because of you. I'm your forever friend. How wonderful is that? Nothing you do is more important than helping people determine the destiny of their lives because it's fruit that will outlast your life. 
William James is credited with saying, the greatest use of your life is to invest it in that which outlasts it. So outlasts its life. So what are things that you're doing now that are going to live longer than you? And what are the dreams that God has put placed on your heart that you have passion for that maybe that that little candle, that light is is dimmer and dimmer and dimmer because you just keep pushing it down and saying, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. With God, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Yes? So just keep reminding yourself of that. And even when you think you can't, you know, during the time when I'm doing this ministry house, you know, it's called Disciples Set Free. And during that whole time, People say, oh, where are you going to get the people? And, you know, how is this going to work and whatnot? And I said, I don't know. I'm just building it. And remember that uh, movie, you know, build it and they will come. You know, um, I didn't have all the answers and it was way bigger than me. And I said that all the time. It's so way bigger than me that it, 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 God wants it that way because he wants everyone to know it's God. It's a God dream. It's not a Sue dream. It's a God dream. It's way bigger than me. And everything that happened, that entire story of everything that went into that uh, was so God. He showed up so many times. And I got to live. I got to see. I got to be part of that God dream that he put in my heart about when I was 12 years old. And uh, pretty amazing. Nothing you do is more important than helping people determine the destiny of their lives because it's fruit that will outlast your life. So are you doing that? William James is credited with saying, again, the greatest use of your life is to invest it in which outlasts it, meaning your life. When you invest your life in people who are going to last for eternity, you're bearing fruit that will last. You might be a teacher. You might be an accountant. You might be a janitor. And I could go on and on and on and list all the different types of jobs and careers that are out there. You know what you're doing. Is it what God wants you to do? Are you in the position that you're supposed to be in to do God's will and God's work? And yeah, you might be getting a great paycheck and it might be working for you really well. But are you really happy? Are you doing what God wants you to do? And, you know, we have so many hours in the day. And we put this much time in to make a living so that we can eat and hopefully buy some extra little goodies and maybe go on vacation when we can. Um, But what are we doing with the rest of our time? Are we watching movies? Or are we reaching out to people? Are we having Bible studies? What are we doing? What are we doing with our time? But your greatest calling is to use the gifts God gave you to make sure more people will go to heaven. So ask yourself what you're doing right now that's going to help with that goal because that's more important than maybe a lot of the things that you're currently choosing to do. Maybe. Now, not for me to say. It's up to you. So what are some things people pursue in this life that won't last even a few years after their death? I'm sure you could come up with a whole list. If you're a follower of Jesus... What people played a part in your journey to God? Spend some time thanking God for those people. I can tell you one person in my life, and his name was David. And David was in the place where I put myself in. I thought it was going to be three days, ended up being 21 days. And the days and the, the numbers are significant for me. And during that 21 days, I have intense therapy, and I had... Uh, I felt like an onion that was getting peeled back one layer at a time. And if you can get the visual of that, 
because God won't give us more than we can handle. And so he did it in, in little layers like an onion. And it took 21 days to get through the layers to where I could receive his forgiveness and understand that he died for me and understand that I was forgiven and washed clean and white as snow. And the reason I'm telling you that is not for me, but that that is available to you. And like I said before I broke, you might have some things that you are not wanting to or don't even know how to deal with. And I'm not touching on these things to get you to just hurt for a little while and then, you know, you ignore it again. I'm asking you to find a safe place and a safe person and to get with the Lord and ask him to reveal so that that Band-Aid can be ripped off. You know what happens when you get a splinter and you don't take it out right away? It festers. Well, that festering is not going to go away without getting that splinter out, pulling the root out, the whole thing. It needs to happen in order for you to get the freedom of the bondage, of the unforgiveness, and the just the feelings that you have that are causing you to have all of this emotion happening. You know, the temperature goes up. Just so much happens in our bodies. And that happens all the time, and we don't even know it because we're just trying to ignore it. We're trying to push it down and ignore it. And listen, it's no way to live. And it comes out in other ways. So we need to get freed of all of that so we can really experience the joy that God has for us, the true joy. So I, I'm really, really emphasizing this because I want you to understand that I've been there and I've done it, and the pain is definitely worth the gain. It is so worth the gain to be freed of the unworthiness, of the uh, feeling so alone and guilty shameful of of whatever it is. And the devil wants you to live there. He wants you to stay there because he's got power over you when when it's that way. And the only way you're going to get freed and understand the true love of Jesus is understanding his forgiveness for you. Do you know if anyone will be in heaven because you shared Christ with them? First of all, you need to get right with Christ yourself. That's the first step, is, is we, want, we want you to get the full benefit of his love and his forgiveness that can just pour over you to where you feel his forgiveness that washes you clean and white as snow for no matter what you've done. It's such a freeing. Some of you are crying right now, and I feel you, and I'm sorry that you had to go through whatever it was that you went through. And God hurts, and he is in pain with you. He feels your hurt. He feels your pain. And he wants to just reach down and give you a big hug. But he's given us freedom of choice, and you need to reach up to him. You need to ask him into your heart. And he will. He's the almighty healer, and he can heal you. But you need to ask him. God is with you right now. He feels you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the healing power. For your healing power that covers all sin. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising on the third day to take the place of us so that we can live and be and learn and be more like you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your covering, for your hedge of protection around us from all of the stuff that's going on right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, 
for just being there for us and never sleeping, always being there no matter what time, day or night. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your healing power, for your forgiveness, for your grace that's sufficient, for giving us the strength and the victory to go through this battle, to go through the fire and come out on the other side a better person. And thank you, Lord, for giving us your word, the Bible, to draw nearer to you, to learn more about who you are so that we can be more like you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all of these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this show. And just understand that the pain is real. Our emotions are real. And it's like a fuel gauge on a gas tank. It's telling you that you need to get gas or you need to get forgiveness or you need to have the Lord in your life. Fill your tank with the Lord Jesus, and he'll be there for you. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Bye for now. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.